to you everything to you oh withholding nothing beginning with verse number four Verse 4 says, Moses said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, this is the thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution, gold, silver, and bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen goat's hair and tanned ram's skin and goat skins, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense and onyx stones and stones for setting for the ephod and for the breastpiece. Let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. Let's go down to verse number 20. Then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him, and everyone whose spirit moved him, and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting, and for all its service, and for the holy garments. So they came, both men and women, all who were of a willing heart, brought brooches and earrings and signet rings and armlets and all sorts of gold objects, every man dedicating an offering of gold to the Lord. And everyone who possessed blue or purple or scarlet yarn, yarns or fine linen or goat's hair or tanned ramskins or goat skins brought them. Everyone who could make a contribution of silver or bronze brought it as the Lord's contribution. And everyone who possessed acacia wood of any use and the work brought it. And every skillful woman spun with her hands, and they all brought what they had, spun in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. And all the women whose hearts stirred them to use their skill spun the goat's hair. And the leaders brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastpiece. And spices and oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense. All the men and women, the people of Israel, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a freewill offering to the Lord. Then Moses said to the people of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold and silver and bronze, and cutting stones for setting, and carving wood for work in every skilled craft. And he has inspired him to teach, both him and Ohiliab, and the son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, he has filled them with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver or by a designer or by an embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen and by a weaver, by any sort of workman or skilled designer. 
chapter 36, verse 1. Bezalel and Ohiliab and every craftsman in whom the Lord has put skill and intelligence to know how to do any work in the construction of the sanctuary shall work in accordance with all that the Lord has commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and Ohiliab and every craftsman in whose mind the Lord had put skill, everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to do the work. And they received from Moses all the contribution that the people of Israel had brought for doing the work on the sanctuary. And they still kept bringing him free will offerings every morning so that all the craftsmen who were doing every sort of task on the sanctuary came, each from the task that he was doing, and said to Moses, the people bring much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave command and word was proclaimed throughout the camp. Let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing, for the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. The word of the Lord. You may have your seats. We are in the final section now of our study on the book of Exodus. This section's emphasis is on the building of the tabernacle, and the Lord taking up residence in the tabernacle in chapter 40. What's interesting, friends, about this tabernacle section is this section doesn't begin how we would think it would begin. It doesn't begin in chapter 25 with instructions on building the tabernacle. Rather, the tabernacle section beginning in chapter 25 begins with the Lord telling Moses to take up a contribution. Of all the places to begin this unit, why start with contributions? Why of all people does the Lord request contributions from his people? After all, the Lord could have just airdropped a tabernacle into the wilderness. The Lord. He could have brought the wilderness to their front doorstep with two-day delivery, already assembled. I propose, friends, that the Lord desires the people to participate in the building of the tabernacle. If they desire the presence of the Lord, then they need to tangibly participate. Everybody say participate in this building that will house the presence of the Lord. So in this section, we will learn how they are to contribute and how the people respond to the Lord's call to contribute. Before we get into our outline, I want to show you, first of all, how the author has structured the passage. And and beginning with chapter 35, verse 4 through 19, we see a call for contributions. And then, verses 20 through 29, we see a response. 
Then we go back to verse 30 with another call for contributions. And that carries us through verse 3 of chapter 36. And then again, we see a response beginning with verse 3. So we have call, response, call, response is how the author has structured the passage. Today, I'm just going to do one call and response. Therefore, it's going to seem like we're skipping around, but it's because we're putting all the calls together and all the responses together. Got it? All right. First of all, let's look at the call for contributions. The call for contributions. What does Moses call for them to contribute? First of all, he calls on them to contribute your treasure. Contribute your treasure. Look, in verse 4, Moses makes an appeal to the entire congregation of Israel. Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution. Gold, silver, and bronze, blue, and purple, and scarlet yarns, and fine twine linen, goat's hair. The first call for contribution, as we see, is for them to contribute their treasure. They were to participate in this building project by giving of their wealth, their financial substance. And friends, we should take note of what they are to give. They are to give their very best gold, silver, bronze. Friends, these were the most precious of metals. Highly valuable and costly. In addition, they were to contribute blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen. Friends, these were the finest of linens, the richest and most gorgeous colors and the most beautiful and costly gems. One researcher says that the way that they would take purple, that would get purple dye, was through a snail. To dye one piece of garment would require 10,000 snails. So the average person didn't have purple garments. Only those who were wealthy. God expected their best. Friends, what I really want us to see, that this Appeal was not like a can drive for Wichita Public Schools. This was not the wife saying, I've got some stuff I don't want anymore, some old clothes and, 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 and some old used appliance. Take this to the DAV or Goodwill for me. That's not what this was. The Lord was calling on them to contrib- contribute only what was of highest value. And friends, I must confess that this is a convicting and inconvenient truth. Convicting because we oftentimes only want to give from our surplus. And it's inconvenient because this type of generosity requires us to live more simply and sacrificially. But friends, the Lord is worth it. We have to consider the origin of the Israelites' wealth. Think about it. Where in the world did this nomadic group of former slaves get their wealth? No jobs. 
Where in the world did they get their wealth? I'm glad you asked. Remember, when they were slaves in Egypt, the last plague was the death of the firstborn. And that plague got Egypt's attention, and Pharaoh finally decided to let Israel go. And before they left, Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 says, the people of Israel asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. Hold on. Read 36, though. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so they let them have what they asked. Thus they plundered the Egypt, Egyptians. Friends, it was the Lord that gave the Israelites their wealth through the Egyptians. So the wealth of the Israelites was not their own. It ultimately belonged to the Lord. Now, here in chapter 35, all they are doing is giving back to the Lord what he already gave to them. And friends, this is the same reality for us today. Everything we have, it belongs to the Lord. Psalm 24 verse 1 declares that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell therein. It all belongs to the Lord and he blesses us with material wealth so that we may offer it back to him as an act of worship. There's a call to contribute their treasure. But there's not, also, there's not only a call to contribute treasure, there's more, something else. Look at verse 10. Let every skillful craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. In addition to a contrib- contribution of treasure, he calls them to contribute their talents. Look at verse 30, Moses reveals to the people that the Lord has called by name two individuals to lead in this building project. Their names are Bezalel and Oholiab. To be called by name means to be summoned to be in service to the Lord. To be called by name means that the Lord took possession of them in order to use them for special service. We find out that not only were they chosen, but they were filled with the Spirit of God. And as a result of that filling, they were now, they now had skill, intelligence, knowledge, and craftsmanship to do the work of building the tabernacle. In addition, we find out in verse 34 that they were given the ability to teach others to be craftsmen in order to do the work of the Lord. And so then, in chapter 36, verse 2, the text says, And Moses called Bezalel and Oholiab, and every craftsman in whose mind the Lord had put skill, everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to do the work. Friends, this section teaches us that generosity is not just about money. Stewardship is not just about money. Participation is not just about money. Y'all like this part of the sermon, don't you? Generosity, friends, includes our total being. Everything that we have, all that we are, belongs to the Lord. 
And we ought to be generous with our gifts, talents, skills, and abilities for the glory of God and the good of the church. And friends, the Lord is still calling for us to contribute our talents. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, reads like this. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength of God, that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So there's a call for the contribution of treasure and a call for the contribution of talents. How then will this people respond? That's our second point. Let's look together at the response of the congregation. First of all, the text teaches us that they respond from the heart. They respond from the heart. Friends, the author goes out of his way, in verses 20 through 29 especially, to show that their generosity was a matter of the heart. Let me prove it to you. Verse 21, and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him, And everyone whose spirit moved him, verse 22, so they came, both men and women, all who were of a willing heart, verse 26, all the men and women, the people of Israel, whose heart moved them. Generosity, friends, is always a matter of the heart. Beloved, giving to God from the heart is one of the true marks of a fully devoted follower of Christ. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And friends, this is the kind of giving that God always wants. Why? Because the heart is the center of a person. It's our true inner self. It's the seat of the emotions of a person. It is our control center. It's who we really are. Our heart reveals what we really love. The heart reveals what we really ascribe worth to, what we value. And so these people were able to give from the heart because of their love for God. Their giving to the tabernacle revealed that they valued and prized the presence of God among them. Friends, generosity is an internal matter. Robert Murray McShane, a great Scottish minister, was grieved by what he perceived as a lack of generosity in his own congregation. And here's what he said to them. I am concerned for the poor, but more for you. I know not what Christ will say to you in the great day. I fear there are many hearing me who may know well that they are not Christians because they do not love to give. To give largely and liberally, not grudging at all, requires a new heart. An old heart would rather part with its lifeblood than its money. Oh, my friends, enjoy your money, make the most of it, give none away, enjoy it quickly, for I can tell you, you will be beggars throughout eternity. 
Friends, generous giving can only come from a new heart. Our old hearts are selfish, stingy, and self-seeking. So we need a new heart that is fully devoted to the Lord. How do we get a new heart? Only by being born again by the Spirit of God through faith in Jesus Christ. The Lord promised in his new covenant that he would give us a new heart. His spirit he will put in us. So they respond from the heart. Not only do they respond from the heart, but they respond willingly. They respond willingly. The word for willing in the Hebrew means to offer freely, to give a free will offering, to be moved to do something. And so the author is conveying to us that they didn't give begrudgingly. They didn't give out of compulsion or coercion. They didn't give out of guilt. This wasn't a forced contribution. They gave it freely. Question. Poll the audience. Why would these people give freely when they don't even have any jobs? Y'all asking some good questions this morning. We must remember that the tabernacle unit is interrupted by chapters 32 through 34. Chapter 32, we learn that the people tell Aaron, we don't know what happened to Moses. He went up on that mountain and he won't come down. So build us a golden calf that it may go before us and that we may worship it. Friends, this building of the golden calf was a blatant violation of the terms of the covenant between them and Yahweh that they just agreed to. And this great sin deserved great destruction. But because of the intercession of Moses, the Lord preserved most of their lives and revealed himself to be gracious and merciful slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. And then in chapter 34, the covenant is renewed. Israel is again Yahweh's special people and possession, and Yahweh is now their God. So, you asked, why do they give at a willing heart? Because they were grateful for God's grace and mercy. Friends, here you go. Generosity is gratitude for grace. Generosity is gratitude for grace. Friends, the motivation for generosity is not guilt from this sermon. The motivation for generosity is the grace of God. If you're struggling with being generous, then you need to just remember what the Lord has done for you. He saved you. He redeemed you. He's forgiven you. He's kept you. He's provided for you. He's protected you. He's healed you. And for all that he has done for me, Lord, I'll give all of me to you. So the question that we have to ask ourselves this morning, I set y'all up, is do we really mean my heart is yours? Y'all sang it. By the way, the song is always a setup, just so you know. <laughs> sing, church. No, 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 no. You, do you really mean withholding nothing? Hmm. We got to get out of here. 
they also respond worshipfully. Worshipfully. Look with me at the last clause of verse 22. It reads, every man dedicating an offering of gold to the Lord. Verse 29, all the men and women, the people of Israel, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be done, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. The word for dedicate, friends, means to wave back and forth. So when they would bring their offering before the tent of meeting, they would wave it back and forth. As if they're saying, Lord, I want to make sure you see that I'm bringing my best to you because I worship you. I'm devoted to you. Offerings are always an act of worship. I've said it so much that y'all don't even listen to me. That's why I say it. It's not just a fundraising time. It's not just an opportunity to get some money together so we can pay the bills. No, 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 no. We're, we're worshiping. That, that, that's why I don't like for us, or I hope that we don't do this. I, I hate when people talk about, all right, now we're going to sing, and now we're really going to worship. Let's get back to worship. No, 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 no. When I give, I'm worshiping. When I read scripture, I'm worshiping. They respond generously. Chapter 36, verse 3. And they received from Moses all the contributions that the people of Israel had brought for doing work on the sanctuary. They still kept bringing free will offerings every morning so that all the craftsmen who were doing every sort of task on the sanctuary came, each from the task that he was doing, and said to Moses, the people bring much more than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave and commanded the word and, and was proclaimed through the camp, let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So the people who were restrained from bringing for the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. All right, that's the kind of capital campaign I want. <laughs> Friends, this is evidence of a changed heart. This is proof that these people were grateful, thankful for the Lord's grace and mercy. People who have been shown grace upon grace should be the most generous of givers. So let's close with this. Thirdly, our call and response for contributions. Friends, the question for us is how will we respond to this call to generosity? My prayer is that a heart for generosity will be cultivated in the hearts of all believers, but especially those of the Bridge Church who are on mission to be fully devoted followers of Christ. And it may seem that I've preached this message in order to get you to give more towards our building project. We welcome it, by the way. Yeah. Friends, this is one application, but it is not the primary application of our text. Our present-day church buildings are not equivalent to the tabernacle. Remember, the tabernacle was the dwelling place of God. The presence of God today is not designated to church buildings. The presence of God now lives within the people of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? Ephesians chapter 2. 
verse 19 through 22 is going to help us with our primary application. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built, there it is, on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, Christ, you are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Friends, the church, the Spirit-indwelled new covenant people of God are the present-day dwelling place of God. So the primary application for this sermon is how will we contribute to the building of the body of Christ? How will we contribute to the building of the body of Christ? Let me ask you this question. How would you have responded if you were at Sinai? How would you have responded? to the call for contribution. I fear that some of us, though we have gold, would have brought bronze because we had given our gold to our 401k. We had given our 401k. We had given our gold to our mortgage servicer. We had given our 401k to private education. What would you have brought? Well, we can respond by contributing our treasure. Friends, the Lord uses money for the advancement of the gospel. Thank you, Brian, for the example this morning. We use money to support missionaries like the Lairs. But not only do we do that, but Bibles can be printed and go to the hands of people who have never opened a Bible. Bible, the, the scripture can be translated into languages so that people who have never heard the word of God can hear it. With money, we can send missionaries to unreached people groups. And dare I say, yes, we can use money so staff can be hired and paid so that they can devote most of their time and lives to preparing for gospel ministry. Friends, I didn't make this up. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 11 says, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. And yes, our money can and should be used for physical buildings. Friends, it is important that the people of God gather corporately for instruction in the word, singing of the word, and of encouraging one another. Buildings facilitate the gathering of the church in a single place for discipleship. By the way, let me help you because there's a lot of new theology around the church that's out there today. Do you know what the meaning of church is? In the original Greek, ekklesia, it means to assemble. So no, you are not a church at your home by yourself. Let me move on. We got to go. 
We can also contribute our talents. Every believer is gifted. We are commanded to use them for the building of the body of Christ. And let me say something specifically about the Bridge Church. Ministry happens here Sunday after Sunday. And friends, we all get to benefit from the various ministries that happen here week in and week out. Glory be to God. Unfortunately, some of the ministry that's being done for us every Sunday is being done by the same people every week or multiple times every month. This is generosity on their parts. However, it is not fair. Generosity should not be abused or taken for granted. Some people don't serve in our congregation. Let me, be, let me defend you because you may feel like the need, there is no need. It's all being done. Let me clear up this confusion for us. Every ministry in this church needs more contributors. More contributors are needed. We need more nursery workers. We have about three people who run our soundboard. And let me tell you that they have to come here on Thursday nights after they worked all day, come here on Thursday nights for at least a couple of hours. They got to do set up and tear down. Then they got to get here early on Sunday morning for run through. Then they got to run it all through service. And then after we get out of here late, by the way, they still got to tear it down so the next church can come in. Now we're wearing down our sound team. We have about the same amount of people helping us with visual displays, the slides. We need more help. We need more workers in our security ministry. Friends, the church is no longer a safe place. Let's just be honest. And so we need to do things to keep our, to keep our people, ourselves, our, our assets secure. We need more help. We need more door ushers and greeters. We could even use more help with the worship team. Just be able to sing. Amen. Let's stand. How will you participate in the building of the body of Christ? Lord, we have heard your word. We have heard your call clearly that we are called to contribute with our treasure, and with our talent. Give us a generous heart by helping us to remember your grace in saving us, and sustaining us, and keeping us. Give us a heart to be generous and give you glory through our gifts, our talents, our skills, and abilities. Let us not use them just in the world, but use them for the building up of your body. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You are sent, go in peace. Amen.